When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Jess. Hi, Elsie. <laughs> Hello, Elsie. <laughs> That's much better. Oh, my God. Oh, oh God. Elsie. Oh. Hello. So we were just talking about, let, let's just continue talking about this because I thought it was so wonderful. So, okay. I just saw, I was recording the feed, you know, with Rob. And as we're doing that, you know, he was talking about, all these amazing like podcasting stats that Lipson just released and all this stuff. We've grown like, you know, it's 37% more downloads in last year. We have now 22,000 like podcasts that we're hosting. And as a whole, like the entire year for Lipson was amazing because there's just so much happening, you know? Right. Um, and so then he goes and then welcome to our new podcasters. Glamour Magazine just got into the podcasting business yeah. and- I, woohoo. And then so he said it, the show is called What I Wore. I think it's what called I wore when. What I Wore When. That's right. What I Wore yeah. When. Yeah. And so I thought like, oh, well, that's interesting. And he said his wife liked it. And I was like, your wife liked it? Because I know his wife isn't particularly – like she's not – she's really not in any way, shape, or form like interested in podcasting like Rob is at all. Like she's very like – she's an awesome lady that loves like, you know, her iPad and taking pictures of her kids. Like just like every – else, But she's right. not really a podcast listener. So I thought, well, that's interesting that Rob's wife liked it. Huh, I'm going to have to check this out just to see what's going on with Glamour. And I was so impressed with their content because it's a very, very short show. And the whole concept is that they get some of their big name fashion people, right? So this is like people who are working in the fashion industry. These are people who are designers. These are people who are like editors for fashion magazines that are just living and breathing the fashion world. And they'll tell a story of a very important moment in their lives and, and the story of what they wore, like what the outfit that was. And at first I was like, well, that's, that's kind of interesting. But then when I listened, I was so just impressed with the whole thing. I had immediate, I immediately binge listened to all five, I think it's five episodes. I think they have going on right now Yeah, and because they're so riveting. You know, they had one about, oh gosh, I'm going to have to find the name of this right now uh, for, for what they wore when, because it was a woman who had to you know, found out she wanted to be a designer, right? And she had wanted to do this when she was, uh, since she was really young. So for her bat, bat mitzvah, she actually, she designed her own dress. Ooh, and she started, and she talked through how she did that. And again, you know, her parent, like there were like certain things that she couldn't really wear because, you know, just as a culturally and for respect reasons yeah, and all that probably, kind of stuff. If she grew up conservative, she probably had to have her knees and elbows covered. Yeah. And so she described how she designed this dress and the shoes that, she, and she also mentioned that her parents were so thrifty that they didn't want to buy her 
a pair of shoes to go along with the dress. Yeah. <laughs> so she had to borrow the shoes and they were too small, but they were and like she described the shoes to a T, why the, why she chose those shoes. And she just went through the story and she continued just by saying that she still has that dress. Like she kept that dress because that was like the beginning of her journey where she really knew this is what she wanted to do. And I thought that was so amazing. They have the story of the woman, of like what she wore to her wedding. There was a woman who, that I was telling you about before, of what she wore to her divorce. And I love that she said that fashion for her was her language. That's how she spoke. Because she brought all of this together because she was also Jewish. Or she is Jewish. I can't say she was also Jewish. But she is Jewish, and she had to have an Orthodox Jewish divorce. And I guess when you're having an Orthodox Jewish divorce, as she told it, you're not allowed to speak as a woman. And what? you're not allowed to speak. That was like one of the biggest things. And she is a... That ever? Is, ever. So, no, she, she can say uh, yes or no. I think that... She gets a question and she just has to answer yes or no, like the one question. You have to listen to the story because it's really amazing and it's super short. I think it's like 10 minutes long. And she said that because she knew all that, she was terrified about the, the I mean, the, the whole way that it's presented, it's just very, it's terrified that she was terrified by it, but she had chosen pieces of clothing that would empower her in some way that were telling a story. So she had these incredible, uh, uh, boots, you know, with the red sole. And she said that when she was so scared, she had to get up and face her husband. Cause she has to face her husband and the whole, like all these people. I mean, it was really an interesting story. She said that when she, she was freaking out and then she remembered what she was wearing and she was like, I, I can do this. I'm wearing these boots, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. so she like stood up and she said that it was just a, it was a really beautiful concept. And I wanted to bring this up because this is something that I found genius. This, this little uh, podcast is employing all of the strengths of the brand of Glamour. Mm-hmm. So it's Glamour Magazine. They're talking about fashion. They're not really selling their magazine. They have a bumper, you know, I mean, they have like an intro and outro that says it's basically sending people to purchase their online magazine or their online app. And that's it. Super short. It's not really about, you know, tips of how to wear things. Mm-hmm. It's storytelling and it makes you go deeper into fashion as something you can relate to because like, even though this woman was an Orthodox, Orthodox Jew, which I am not, uh, who was getting a divorce that I have <laughs> no, never gotten. No, you're not. Right. I know that I, you know, she was getting a divorce, which I'm not. She has Lobotan boots, which she can afford to buy, which I cannot. Even though when she was telling that I have been there before, I have been in that position before I have been in a position where I felt so scared. I don't know. I can stand up for myself. And I do remember wearing certain things to make me feel more powerful. Yeah. Right? So yeah. then even though th- we have nothing in common, there's something that brings me to it. And I'm telling you, it makes me want to buy glamour. It makes me want to step into their brand. And it's so simple. It's so short. Um, and then all they do, all the podcast is, is a quick intro. And then the storytelling begins by whoever is telling the story. They're the only ones speaking. The only thing they're doing is telling that story like you would to a friend Mm -hmm. and then it's over. And then there's an outro, like there's nothing else in there. 
It's a really cool idea for a show. Absolutely, right? Very cool idea for a show. Yeah, and I dig it as an opportunity, too, for people who are working, who feel like they perhaps don't want to be the voice behind the podcast. Maybe it's people who are uh, standing behind a cause, or maybe there's a bigger reason for you know, why they want a podcast. Maybe it has something to do with a, a movement or, uh, you know, a setup. Like I was just thinking also about customers, like people who are using, uh, their products mm-hmm. to simply, instead of you interviewing somebody, you just record them telling a story about how they use a particular product, not necessarily just about the product, but how it helped them. You know, if it's like a mom, you know, I don't know, wearing a specific article of clothing when she was pregnant and tell a story of how it really helped her when her child, you know, like that it had something to do with what was going on in that, in that moment instead of the article of clothing itself. I think that would sell things so much easier and you can just record people and you don't have to be even on tape. It can be super short and you can batch produce the crap out of that. Yeah. There's so (laughs) many different, um, show ideas I have that would fall into that category. Yeah. And it, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say one that I had even forgotten about until we started talking about this show that I had with a friend where we would just do like, cause she and I met doing storytelling uh-huh. and we had this idea of doing weekly, um, weekly themes where people would call in and give us their stories. And we were just like, kind of do kind of like what we talked about last week, that show where like, they tell the story and then like she and I would kind of like be like, oh, that's happened to me or whatever. You know, we'd kind of narrate through it. Uh-huh. But like um, it was mostly for, you know, women's storytelling. Like each week would be like, okay, your first kiss. And people would call in and talk about like their first kiss or their first yeah. time. The time they were like the worst parent ever or the time that, you know, they really wanted to punch their mother-in-law, like that kind of thing. Totally. I just thought it would be – we both were like – but, you know, and I still would love to do it. It's just that I, I can't do it without her, you know? Right. Yeah, but, um, totally. But yeah, so um, it's a greatly fun idea for our show and super easy to produce, I think. Super easy to produce. The, the audio is very high quality, of course. So I have a feeling that I, I don't know if they have like a mobile setup. See, that, that's why I'm, I'm so intrigued by this because I'm like, I want to talk to Glamour and see how they produce this. If they have like a like a studio or if they have a mobile setup and they've hired somebody to do this specifically and then just whenever like they'll reach out to possible people that have stories and then yeah. they'll just record because it's so, it's so short like there's it, it feels like it's so out it's so easy for whoever is recording these stories to do it if every if somebody else provides everything for you and all you have to do is tell a story for like five to ten minutes that's like Nothing. I know. So they have like, uh, let me see, Jillian Davidson. Um, she had Cynthia Rowley is when she talks about uh, the dress that she wore when she got married. Rebecca Minkoff um, is when she talks about her bat, mit, bat, mit, bat mitzvah. Um, and that's when she officially became a designer. That's what she calls it. And then Cindy Leave, who is the um, the woman who the editor in chief, I believe, of Glamour. And that's when she talks about what she gave, when what she wore when she gave birth to her son. Mm. So it's it's just very it's very intriguing. I totally love it. And not oh, and you know what it says? It says that it's about it's narratives behind the outfits they wore during a pivotal life moments. So mm-hmm. it's got to be a you know it's got to be a very strong 
it's that that one moment, right? That that is embedded in your consciousness. Yeah. So no, I just thought that it was so brilliant, and and it's another idea for people to kind of go off on, to be able to to just facilitate voices. And it's under your brand. It's like under your name, the podcast itself, but it's not the, you are not the sole focus of it, but it's still going to catapult the, the name recognition, you know, and, and people taking action with you. So I just thought that would be really, really cool. Yeah, totally cool. Uh, I also found something super interesting too, because I broke it over here. I'm like, so guess where John Stewart went to talk about his plans after the Daily Show when he announced that he was stopping doing the Daily Show? I know you guys can guess. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Oh my god, dude! I was so impressed. He did a podcast, yeah, with a woman. For gosh's sake, he went on a woman's podcast, which Woo-hoo! was bonus. Have you heard her as Katie Lazarus's podcast, Employee of the Month? No, I ha- have I? Do we know her? Uh, no. Well, I, I didn't know anything about her. I had never heard about that. And so I was like, well, of course, I'm going to have to figure out who this woman is and why, why he went on her show, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it seems like she's a comedian and, and um, she's been oh. doing a lot of live stuff and interviews, but I think uh, there's a lot of conversations about very specific, like specific things that have to do with work. I'm sure they know each other from maybe stand-up days, too. Yeah. I just think that it's so cool, though, that he was just... He sat with her and he did a show, you know? like Yeah. That it wasn't like another interview on a TV show. That he chose to go on a podcast and talk about it. I'm sure he's talking about it a bunch. I'm sure, like, media is, like, going crazy with for him to talk about why he's leaving and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's really cool that... um, that he would choose her show to like be in detail about it. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Totally. Good, good for him and good for her. And good for her. Like I John know. Stewart. I don't watch that show, but I do love him. I, I yeah. Well, I don't have TV, remember? <laughs> no, I always forget. It's like I'm blocking it out. It's, it's like, <laughs> because I'm not able to do it. Oh. And then I'm not a YouTube girl. I just don't go to YouTube. I'm just, I'm a podcast girl. I think that there's different brands of people. There's people yeah. who like listen to YouTube. I mean, not listen to YouTube, listen to podcasts. And I think that there's like YouTubers. Um, Randy is a YouTube monster. Like really? he just, yeah, he like it's like what he watches. It's just it. He watches video after video. He uses it um, for community and for knowledge and for the same reason that I listen to podcasts. He just watches YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So you know, he doesn't really watch. Um, High, like highly produced stuff like it's not he's not over there like watching like something that was on tv or things like that he's he's watching more like the indie you know the youtubers the ones that are making videos about how to build rocket stoves <laughs> <You know? laughs> that kind of stuff yeah you know um it's funny that you brought up the listening thing and i so sorry to bring up howard stern again oh it's all right it's all right, <laughs> it's, go. All right. um because I listen, you know, when I'm when I'm in the car, that's really most of what I listen to because I just love his celebrity interviews. Well, anyway, he was talking to um, Hall and Oates of all people. Oh wow! And um, he asked Daryl Hall, you know, what other albums he listens to, or does he always have a song playing in his head? And he was like, you know, I own albums, but I don't listen to other music because I'm always writing a song. There's always a song in my head that I'm writing or 
finishing writing or have written. And Howard said, you know, um, it's funny because I don't listen to other radio shows because I seem to always have a radio show going on in my head too. Like, I, and so, oh. so all the time people are asking me like, what, who, uh, who are my heroes or who I listen to? And I, and I don't listen to anybody else because I'm too busy doing it all the time in my skull. And I always feel kind of guilty when we talk about stuff. Cause like, I don't listen to the nearly the number of, you know, I, I dabble to hear like what we're talking about, but I, I, I don't, I'm not obsessed with shows and I always feel kind of like, I'm not really a podcast, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like I'm not really qualified to whatever. Cause I'm not so much of a junkie as you, but and once he said that, it made me feel so much better. Not because like there's a certain way to be or not way to be, but just like, it did kind of make me feel better because like, I do always have sort not shows running through my head, but ideas and stuff. And I, and I, I don't know, I guess I just don't, I don't listen to other, po- or even my own, as you guys know, I don't really listen to other podcasts, not because I don't enjoy them. Cause I, there have been times when I do, but just, I just, I don't know. You know, it's, this is a really great, great conversation because there are like, would somebody, and this is, this is something that I feel like when I was, when we were been, been working on the, uh, as, uh, the podcasting school for women and kind of be reworking it. I think one of the questions that you ask a lot is about audience stuff. And then I started to think about, um, you know, does the audience that you want to serve listen to podcasts? Like if you were the audience, it would be very hard for you to commit to listen to somebody Mm -hmm. because even as, as good as it might be and as perfect as you would be as a listener, it's just not built into, I, I believe into your everyday experience of the world. And, right. and this is really, I mean, this is really big. I mean, it's really hard to rewire people to do things. And I'm not talking just about podcasting. I'm talking about as a whole rewire yourself or people to do things that they're not used to doing in their lives. Right. You know, it's so hard. And for, for, uh, for every, like, you know, that's why people, I believe have a hard time, you know, quitting smoking or eating better or exercising. You have to get through the big like step of like rewiring the way that you move in your world so that you can make space for this, this, these new ways of moving in the world. And one of them is the way you consume stuff. And like I was talking, you know, my dad is also a YouTube watcher as well. He prefers YouTube. Randy prefers YouTube. And it doesn't matter how many times like I've gotten him and it doesn't matter how I give him consumption things. Like I've given him, uh, like he has an iPad as well. And as soon as he got his iPad, the first thing that I did was because I, I found it so helpful is I got him an iPad, like iPad for workbook. Like, um, <laughs> because I, I learned so much from that specific book about how to use my iPad and optimize my iPad. And I learned so much and I gave it to him and I don't think he's ever opened that book Oy. because, yeah. you yeah, know, he'd rather watch a video about it. This is also the reason why older people can't work their iPhones. Like my dad still uses it. Like he's had, and, and not only that, my dad has, has had an iPhone since the beginning, always upgrades to the newest one, only uses it to like talk on the phone. Doesn't even like care that you can use Facebook on it or like, you know, maps. Maybe he uses it for maps. Maybe, maybe. But like, um, so underutilized the iPhone for somebody 60 and older, right? Like so underutilized. Cause I'm just like, dad, you, he, he also puts tons of stuff on eBay and I'm like, Dad, you don't even need to touch your computer. Look, you just take a picture, upload it. But he was like, Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> but it's not. But I know. Isn't that That's interesting? Not, like you said, it's just not how he does it. Exactly. And it doesn't matter that it's there. And then part of it is the, I, is the need from the person who has it to do it. So it doesn't matter how easy it is. It's just like it's, I, it's whether or not you're choosing to step over whatever that hurdle or that, that resistance is, right? Yeah. And if it's working for you, like for Randy, it's working for him to see these videos. They're just easier. It's and, really a reason why... You, I mean, if you um, subscribe to that whole be everywhere thing, Mm -hmm. it's really a good reason to be everywhere. If you really want to be consumed um, by everyone possible, you should take your audio show and turn it into a YouTube. You should take your, you know, graphics and put them on Instagram and Pinterest and whatever because people are going to listen. They just are creatures of habit, like you said. Yeah. And, and it depends. And, and yes, we can switch people, but it also has to be with the fact that do you really want to convert? You know, do you really, I mean, if your desire is to really convert some of those YouTuber to YouTube watchers to, to podcasting, and that's like your thing, and you know that they could benefit so much from listening to your show, then go for it. But if not, then like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Yeah. It's like it's it's already so much work unless you have a team, you know, that can absolutely and utterly help you in this and everything kind of feeds into one another. Yeah. Uh, I like that approach better. When everything like the YouTube stuff can feed into the podcast, the podcast can feed into the blog and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't necessarily need to be the ex- same exact thing. But but I I find that to be a very interesting issue that arises that it doesn't really matter sometimes when some people are just never gonna even if the podcast app is right there they're still yep. gonna be like yeah what is this or you want me to listen to you you can give them a cd and they'd be like oh i'll listen to this but even though they have one tap that they have to do <laughs> yeah. there's there's still that moment of like i don't know so maybe for some of you guys consider that uh as possibly something to really look into. Is this something that you really want to, uh, hit with, you know, meaning like you really want to work towards expanding your audience to move into the world of podcasting. Please do not think that just because podcasting is popular now, people are going to be listening to more podcasts just because they'll think that this is something fun. Because I know that you know that, that when you see some new kind of thing coming up, you don't do it for another two years. And then when it's like more mainstream, that's when you really step into yeah. into doing it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And when did you start doing Netflix? Do, do you do Netflix? Yeah, I was getting the CDs in the mail though. Well, so was I, but I wasn't yeah. like, but you know what? I I didn't really actually stream until I had to. Like I, I still I honestly had... never even watched the CDs once I got them. You, you would just leave them there? Yeah, I totally just there. I was terrible. And then once they stopped doing it, um, it's actually my kids that watch Netflix more than me. Hmm. Wait, I'm trying to think. Wait, there is something that I watched on Netflix, like religiously. Hold on. I think I watched the entire series of Arrested Development at one point, um, just out of boredom or, um, you know, like every time I was somewhere, was I waiting for, I felt like I was in a, like waiting all the time and I, that's what I would do. I carried uh-huh. earphones around and watched Arrested Development a lot. What was I doing? It's so weird. Um, I'm trying to think what else. My kids watch like oh, – oh, first of all, my daughter watches everything, everything on Netflix. She has found all kinds of stuff on there that I don't even like 
I didn't even know existed. Like all the craziest, creepiest, like you should just see like stuff recommended for you is like, uh, it says like the killer speaks. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. You know, Bates Motel. Yeah. She watches like all this creepy, weird crap. But like, um, and then my son watches, um, family guy on it. Like every episode of family guy ever created, he's watched on here. Um, but yeah, I don't really use it because, well, because my husband works for Comcast. So, I get every channel known to man. Right. And that, that, that's true. I, you know, I really like this conversation. Can hear, cause, cause it's also, you also have to think about this as your audience. You know, there are right. X factors like you, true. where you have your husband who works for Comcast. I mean, right. I so, mean, but. So, so we watch Orange is the new black on there, but, right. like, pretty, but everything else, but it's, you know, it's a hassle because you have to log into the this thing and then that thing. When you're watching the TV, it's not like just like a button you push and there you are on Netflix. You have to like, Wait for it to load. And if I can just find something on, like, Showtime, Cinemax, you know, independent movies, HBO, whatever, that's way easier. So I don't often do it as much, you know, as much as I'd like to. Although I do like the – I started to watch the series Derek, Uh um, and I really like it. It's actually really funny. Um, But, yeah, you're right. You have to think about, you know, your audience. Like, people who are just putting shows on Netflix – um, just like Derek, for example, like just a Netflix series, people have to really go out of their way to watch it. So it better be good. It has to be good. And, but see, this is, I know, especially, exactly, especially the people that are doing it that are not used to doing it. The ones that are like, oh, I have to watch this huh. new series now that's going to be just in Netflix that people are talking about that you hear in the news or entertainment, you know, news or you read in a magazine or something and you're not used to doing it. Then yeah. you're really going to have to convert it. I mean, they're going out of their way to do it. Whereas there's people like me, again, that I don't really, I don't have cable. I don't have like even an antenna on our TV. Yeah. So we don't even get local stuff. Like I, I don't get any of that whatsoever. So my right. only consumption is something like Netflix. So yeah, and I have Hulu also, and she watches a lot of Hulu. And to a teenager, the hassle of you know, clocking into the box, waiting for it to load, finding the show you want. Like, that's natural way of watching television for them. So to them, it's it's just like you said. They're very programmed to be like, okay, what I want, you know. they don't. I don't even think she looks through what's on the regular television. She just watches SVU, like, on Hulu, like, all in a row. Like, she'll just watch it until she has something else to do. Yeah. So... Because they're just programmed to be like, okay, Netflix and Hulu. Like, I don't even – like, my son definitely doesn't bother seeing what's on television that he would be interested in. They don't They don't care. They don't consume that way. Yeah. And that's exactly – it's so funny because my girls are all the same way. Like, their their language for consumption is Netflix and YouTube. Yeah. So she goes – like even my three-year-old, she goes, Mama, is on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so funny. And, like, YouTube's the kind of thing, like, I kind of forget shit's on YouTube, and I go to it, like, last, because I forget, like, you know what I use YouTube for? If I'm looking up something somebody did a hundred years ago, like, you know, like, the oldest Cheerios commercial. Right. Or, right. like, um, if I want to see what, like, um, Nathan Fillion looked like on One Life to Live, you know, instead of, like, mm. which, you know, instead of how he looks as Richard Castle. Or, um, you know, if I want to see, like, an old, you know, an old All in the Family. I want to see what Rob Reiner looked like on All of the fam- you know, All in the Family. Or see the opening with that horrible, you know. Yeah. That horrible uh, singing, that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't use YouTube to watch TV ever. And all my TVs have the capability. Every single one, I can just pop on YouTube and pick anything. 
Yeah, but, and you, but oh, I never do. But yeah, it, we'll see. It depends on because yeah, that's that's your consumption. For them, it's really great because it serves both as a, an entertainment tool and an educational tool. Like if Hunter will ask a question about you know I forgot what it is that question that she asked the other day, and and then we immediately had to go look it up because then 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 we can go talk about it. Like 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 let's say where she'll ask like where do grapes grow? You know mm-hmm. how, where do grapes grow? Like where do they? You know, how, how do they, is it a tree? Is it a vine? And then I have to say, it's a vine. So what's a vine? You know, and then we go into YouTube and we look at vines. <laughs> so, That's interesting. You know, we'll do that. Or um, let's say my little one was obsessed with the Cyclops, like the actual Cyclops from like Odysseus's Cyclops, like with the eye and the story and the myth. She yeah. really loves that scary guy. So we went into YouTube and then searched for Cyclops. And she was obsessed with all of the myths about the Cyclops and Pandora's box. I don't know why she has a myth, like a myth, like a Greek myth or stuff going yeah. on with her. But she loves to do that. And so we will find random things that we can have her check out and play with or to, to learn about. And sometimes it's purely entertainment and sometimes not, but that's how I go around with it. Like if it was for me though, I do the same exact thing, but I do it via audio. So if I'm looking for something specific, I'll just go search for it and I'll listen to it in iTunes. I'll listen to a podcast that's talking about that thing that I'm now wanting to learn about. So it's just slightly, it's a slightly different consumption, but I feel that it's, it's, imp- it's important for, for us as podcasters to understand that it's really, really hard to get people to change their everyday habits. Uh, it- you just hit on something else, which real- made me realize why I don't listen to as many as you. Uh-huh. Um, because I'm kind of a speed reader. Mm. And so when I want to listen to something, and even when I take a course, like I go right for the transcript because I can consume oh, it much faster yeah. than waiting for them to explain everything. Right. So, you know, like whatever, even if it's a 10 minute audio, I've got it in three minutes if if I can read it. I've always been like a super fast reader. And so I feel like, why am I going to wait for them to get to the point? And you know what I mean? Like I can just skim it or bullet it or, you know, even just reading it like for true consumption, it's going to take me way, way less time. And it's not even that I'm not a, um, an auditory listener. I am, but more often than not, when I'm listening to something, unless I'm on a treadmill or driving or cleaning or doing something repetitive, I will have to rewind it and play it over and over because I get distracted. Yeah. And then this is true. This is totally true. So it depends on exactly, because we talked about this with uh, Heather Ordover when she was talking about learning. She did this really, really cool. Um, she, she, I forgot what the concept was. Oh, sorry, Heather. But it's about <laughs> the fact that, you know, people who are doing the knitting and the crocheting and stuff like that, when you're working with your hands in a sort of repetitive motion. Yes. If I was then, knitting, I would learn all kinds of yes, things. Yes. There's something that happens right. neurologically that facilitates learning by hearing. But if you're doing almost anything else, it's slightly distracting or you get away from it. So some of my favorite ways or times to listen to podcasts, it's when I'm walking outside, 
when I'm like pushing a stroller or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing like folding laundry or when I'm washing dishes, those are some of my favorite times to listen to podcasts because I can then, I retain all this information. I'm doing this that I don't really have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep the information. It stays with me, particularly when I'm doing tasks or that's why people, you know, when they're working out, that's why it works. Cause usually there's nothing else they have to do. It's just a movement of the body. Right. Whereas if I'm, and it's interesting when I have something going on in my ears, just going on in my ears when I'm working and doing, let's say kind of mindless task management type work, like updating a blog post that doesn't really merit uh, copywriting. It's just, you know, adding images or working on some images and things like that, writing really quick tweets or things like that. I can put, that's when I put on Netflix because I don't really have to watch the show and it's like, it's going on in my head. It's the way the people, you know, use their TV. They, sometimes they just turn the TV on and it's in the background, but you're not really watching it. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but I can't put a podcast on when I'm doing that because, because I really value the, any of it. Right. I miss so much of it. I'm like, what was she? Oh, that was a really great point. I want to listen to that. And then that becomes too. Then it, then I start to rewind more than I'm actually doing my work. So you just can't. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's intriguing when you start to think about that. So, um, yeah, stuff to think about ladies. La la la. Yeah. Totally. All right. So I have some, I'm not, I'm not sure where we want to go with this here. If you want to go straight down to talking about, uh, kind of like the podcast primer segment that we've been talking about and like taking it to the next step, or if we want to address, um, I guess some, you know, articles that have come out about podcasting and women and... Wait, what was the first option? The first option was moving into the podcast primer uh, aspect of it. It's like lower in our show notes there where we would just talk a little bit more about how to continue, you know, after you've launched or maybe asking these are other questions that you can ask yourself before you launch so Mm -hmm. that you can really get deeper into this. Or if we want to get more into... Uh, political <laughs> issues about women in podcasting and, <laughs> and uh, you know, things like that. So I don't That's know. That's tough. It's up Let's to see. you. It's up to you. Um, well, I vote we talk about the political thing. I mean, we could really do a whole show on both, to be honest with you. Yeah, we could do a whole show on both. Because we've got about, we have 40 minutes now, so we have, we probably have another 20 minutes to go for 20 minutes or something. So, um, let's do the primer for 20 minutes because I think we talk about feminism for a good hour. Yeah. Okay. So we can do that. (laughs) We can do that next time. Yeah. Because we can, yeah, we can do that. So, all right. So, this is in terms of the podcast primer stuff. This is something that I found to be incredibly helpful as well because this goes away this goes into what we've already been talking about. So who are you? And this is as a podcaster. This is as a podcaster specific. What is it that you love to do? So let's say if I were talking about myself, like I have an affinity for tech. I like to read, you know, feeds on my on my on my phone. I love to listen to podcasts. I love social media. I really like to uh, do a lot of the social media stuff. I'm not, I'm particularly, I don't really like to go out too much. So I don't really, really like to talk to people (laughs) very much. Uh. I'm just like, you know, this kind of stuff where it's like, I have, I have to talk. This is, this is, it seems like it's safer for me. I would prefer not to be social. Like that's sort of like, 
the things that I do in my life. Right. Right. Um, now, so for me, I find that if I were, if I'm, I kind of line up with the podcasting thing fairly well, because I already align with a lot of the tech stuff. It's not foreign to me. It doesn't feel weird. I am interested in it already. So I have an affinity and I, also find that it's easier for me to talk into a microphone or to have very contained social interaction via the computer where it doesn't drain me as much as having to be somewhere face to face. Mm -hmm. So that kind of aligns with who I am uh, as a person. And so I could do like a a solo show. So the reason I'm asking this is because Maybe for you, you don't, you're not have, you don't have an affinity for technology. This is going to be a harder hurdle for you to get over in terms of podcasting. Maybe you do prefer to be more social and there's more, you feel more comfortable having a conversation with three or four people at a time. You're, you're a better moderator than a person who drives like the, uh, like the conversation yourself. Like you, you feel like you sitting behind a microphone by yourself just would feel really awkward and odd to which I say it's not as odd as you'd think once you get started. Cause I was afraid of that for a long time, but I realized I was just talking to, you know, I kind of just feel like I'm talking to you really. Like you just right. imagine the person's listening and you just kind of go. Yeah, totally. But, but I, no, it is, it is harrowing before you start. I will say that. And, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, there are certain things that you have to understand that, just as a human being that you might have a harder time with that other people might not. Yeah. So like, you know, some people might really have a hard time with the tech and then other people are like, Oh, the tech was the easy part, but like getting behind the mic was really hard. And then somebody else is, is feeling the exact opposite. Like the tech is is possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then getting behind the mic and then creating the content is like no problem. Those are the people that flock to me. People who think the tech is like impossible, but they really have stuff to say. Um, so I'm more familiar with those type of people and women, I think are more the, well, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to stereotype. I can't stereotype cause that's just wrong. And especially cause you and I else, you're the opposite of that. We're like, right. Totally. It's super easy, but we are like, don't know how to start talking, yeah. you know? <laughs> so like, but, but the women that I teach are more tech averse, but they know exactly what they want to say and how they say it. So yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, then it's really interesting. So that's what you have to think about when you start your podcast too. It's like yeah. what kind of support do you need? Do you need a support like the podcasting school for women yeah. where you're you have somebody there that's going to really helpful help you there so that you you can get all of these things answered all at once. Mm-hmm. There's money involved, of course. You pay for that. Mm-hmm. But it's because you don't really have the time or perhaps the know-hows or, or, or it feels so much harder for you to just sit behind somewhere and start to search yeah. for the answers, even though they're there, right? Yeah. It's like, how do you discern what microphone from another microphone? How do you, you know, it's just too much. Might as well just do it this way. So yeah. if you, you have to know yourself to see what kind of learning or what kind of development you need in the process, uh, yeah, because it's it's just it, it would be too much. So that's why I like to to address this issue first. And then like what's your daily life like already? Like do you are you just, you know, running around like a chicken with your head cut off the entire time and that you're barely getting things done and you've got like this chaotic way of getting things done. You get them done, but it's like there's no method to the madness or are you somebody that's like super organized and you, you know, you do things like way far ahead and yeah. you follow, you know, you do your, ta- you, you 
you cross off your task list every day and that's like your thing. Or are you sitting on your ass eating Doritos all day? Right. And just thinking <laughs> and dreaming the whole time about how much better you could Life be. Life would be, right. If, you know, or that, or that you should have a show because you would be show. so much better than other people, but you don't really do anything about it. So, you know, <laughs> what kind of person are you? And when you start to think about that daily life thing, you'll also know the kind of show that fits with that mode. Yeah. And you'll know what things you need to address before you do it. Because as you, if you guys have been listening to us talk about this stuff, holy cow, it takes a lot of organization and a lot of work. Yeah. And not just the mode, but the frequency with which you can produce. Like mm-hmm. if your daily life is chaotic, you probably don't want to do, um, even one show a week might be hard for you because of all the, you know, extra that goes into putting it out, you know, like it's not enough just to record, but if you, you know, but putting it out once a week is tough. A lot of people just do two shows a month or, you know, if you, if you feel that you have to do a show, one show a week at least, or two shows a week, you know, then what can you move around or what can you, what else can you outsource that you're doing that you don't need to be doing so that you can do a show every day or twice a week? Yep. Totally. Absolutely. It's important to know, um, what you can handle. Yeah. So do like a snapshot of your average day. Are you like running from six to midnight or, you know, can you, can you um, carve out time to record and upload and market share? Right. Yep. And it doesn't even matter if this is something that is your personal, like let's say you're doing a a show simply because you really just want to have a podcast and you, you're just into it because you really enjoy the medium and you really just want to do it for that and, and the community and to express yourself and all those fun things that are not attached to any kind of uh, business or even possibly professional development. It's just that thing. Even then you have to see like, when is it that you're going to do this? Because part of the process of podcasting is that you do have an audience then that's now invested in you and they're going to be looking for you. And even for the people who are doing those shows that are like, um, what I've, I've heard is sort of like the pub pub style show, you know, it's like guys getting together at the, at the bar and just talking. It's still like, you still have that meeting. I mean, I know that there's a lot of guys that have like poker nights and things like that where they get together every single week or every, once a month. And that's like super special. And that's not professional development. That's just like fun stuff. But it means something for people. So mm-hmm. when you ha- even have that kind of a show, you still need to be consistent. And that's going to come into your into your stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So I just thought that 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 is something that is super important. And then the last question that I have about about um, who are you and, and as a podcast primer is how do you problem solve? Because podcasting is kind of, you're going to come into problems. It, that's just, it comes with the territory. Yep. Your, you know, the Skype keeps crashing, the, you have a noise in the background. Your art didn't upload correctly. Exactly. Your, everything's looking pixelated yeah. or you were denied entrance to iTunes or whatever. 18 times in a row. Yeah, exactly. There's All gonna, those things happen to me as a matter of fact. Because <laughs> it will, it will always, ha- you will always have problems. And especially with podcasting, they are kind of like, they're not Yes, there are people that have solved these problems that are kind of obscure sometimes, like especially when you're having tech problems. It's harder to search for that. So you have to know how you solve problems, meaning are you the type of person that Googles everything and just finds out 
Or are you the type of person that all of a sudden, instead of writing down, like, how do I, how do I do this? And Google, you go, and I just saw this, like another podcaster posted this on Facebook. And he said something like, did you know that you can Google what you just asked on Facebook? Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, are you the type of person who just asks your community on Facebook to give you answers or Twitter? Or are you somebody if you are that person? Stop doing that, Google <laughs> first, because we don't all have time to answer you over and over and over. Just Google something first. That's all. All right. Yeah. No. No. I know. I. But that's what I'm seeing. It's like, or are you the type of person that doesn't do either and really just likes to go to the one person that's going to answer your question? Me- yeah. You no. Know, meaning like you have somebody that always answers these types of questions for you, and that could be a friend, or that could be somebody you pay. Mm-hmm. And if right. you have, you know, if you have like somebody on staff, like that's, or, or, or that you outsource work to, or that you have, you know, on a retainer for your business, then you have to know that it would be probably better for you to, to hold somebody on a retainer for your business to mm-hmm. answer these kind of questions because you have no time mm-hmm. or, or not, you know, so you've got to understand how you solve problems because, you know, podcasting problems, I got to tell you. I've lost days of my life <laughs> trying to optimize that for myself. Same. Figuring out what was wrong with my art and why it was all negative, like all the whites were black and the blacks were white. Oh my God, that is That crazy. was weeks of that. I lost two weeks in new and noteworthy because I couldn't figure that out. It was yep. a nightmare. Yep. It's and it's and it's tough. And also to know if you want to have a support group of some kind to know where these things are being discussed. Like yes, there is a she podcast group, but we tend to be a little bit more. We're less techy. I mean, there's a lot of technical information in that Facebook group, but not as not as deep as as some other groups get. Like there's a Google uh, Plus group that is about tech, the I think it's podcasting technology resources. Mm-hmm. And that group is like, it's insanely techy where you can get so like, you can get so many like crazy answers about technology in that group where sometimes you'll get the answer and you won't even understand what they said mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's like, oh my God, you have to Google every single word that they used. But, uh, yeah, but, but that's Google. also a resource, you know? Yeah. I always Google everything, but, um, there are places where you can just go and get all the information in one shot, but, um, Googling isn't that hard. I think people think Googling is hard. I did a whole talk on Googling once and why people don't Google. And, um, I think people think they're going to waste too much time finding the wrong answers and going down rabbit holes. That's why people don't Google, which is a shame because if you Google, if you Google like your exact question, you're definitely not the first person to have ever thought of that question. And normally there's an answer like, how do you upload your podcast into iTunes? Just Google the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think also people don't always know what to search. Yeah. And that that's what it is too. There's also, you know, when you get an error and that's another thing that, that this was something yeah. that was, I was yeah. taught to Google me. Google the whole error. Just copy, yeah. paste it into Google. I do that all the time. Yes. This was a huge learning experience for me when I first started because that was, you know, my, my podcast guru, my podcast Yoda, Victor Cajiao, that was one of the first things that he taught me was like, whenever you have an error, you just copy and paste the entire thing and put it into your, and put it into the browser 
browser. Mm -hmm. And then he said, even if you cannot find the answer right away from that, it'll give you a conversation starter. So that then if you do need more help, you can then start to learn about the what the error is at least. Mm -hmm. And then you can ask better questions. So it really is about not thinking somebody else. So are you the type of person that's going to be proactively looking for an answer? Number one. Number two, do you have the time to do that? Because if you really don't have the time to do that, that's when you really have to start to find a support system, whatever that might system might be, whether it's something that you invest in money-wise or maybe personally invest your time-wise because it will pay off in the long run. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to know these things before you start. It, it, It is so frustrating sometimes when I see a lot of people that just start with the podcast stuff and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I, where's your RSS feed? And I'm like, dude, that's my next thing that I had in here. You gotta like, that's like basic information that you need to know what your RSS feed for your podcast is. That's like huge. So whenever I ask people, it's like, what? It's like, yeah, I don't know how to do this. Like, how do I get my podcast over here? Well, what's your RSS feed? I don't know. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? How do you not know? I think people think if they, uh, because I'll tell you why they don't know. Okay. Because the word podcast confuses people. Because I can't tell you how many people make one audio file and upload it as like their opt-in and then go, listen to my podcast. It's not a podcast. <laughs> that is an audio file. That's they right. are different. And so I think people think I'm going to start a podcast and then they make a blog post and upload an MP3 file and go, boom, I have a podcast. Right. Well, you do not because a podcast, the reason it's called pod is because you should be able to listen to it on your iPod. If you cannot listen to your on your iPod, that is because it is not in iTunes. In order for it to get into iTunes, you need an RSS feed and so on and so forth. But I think people think audio file equals podcast. It is yes. not a podcast unless it has its own, its own, its own <laughs> RSS feed, not <laughs> the same RSS feed as your blog. If you do that, then what goes into iTunes? All your articles. And your MP3s. No, 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 no. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You no, need- and that's and that that's what I, yeah. And so this is the kind of stuff that I feel is super important for you to know, like particularly yeah. for podcasting. Did I just it, get a little ranty there? So. You did, but that's good yeah, because that's part, I think, you know, that it's part of the learning process. We really, really need to address these things from the get-go. Yeah. And, and, and then we're not saying this to dissuade you because we or understand. Or make you feel dumb. I or, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, yeah. not, it's not about making you feel dumb. It's about, it's kind of like this is essential information that you really do need to know. And if you already started your podcast, let's say you totally, you know, you took action, man, you did it because you're awesome, right? Now, and if you don't know these things, these are things that I want you to to know, like these two things. What is your RSS feed? So you've got to go find it and have it somewhere. Please have it close to you. This is like your calling card. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just have it there. Even if you never, this is not something usually you share. Like, it's not like you go like, Hey, here's my RSS feed and like click it in and, and put it into, paste it into a Twitter update. It's like, that's not what it's for. No. You just have to have it with, you just have to have it somewhere so that you know what your RSS feed. It's the question that people will ask you all the time. Yeah. It's now, either in Libsyn or it's in PowerPress and, or it, I mean, I guess it could be your blog if you don't have any other articles. Right. And it's, and feed, people have used feed, feed burner as well. You know, people burn their yeah. feeds as well. Or I think people use feed burner because they think they can understand like 
who their subscribers are, but it doesn't really work that way. No, it doesn't. It means nothing. So we're not telling yeah. you to use FeedBurner. No. We're just saying that some people do have their, their – that's how they generate an RSS feed. Yeah. But don't – don't. So, um, but there's that. You need to know that. And you also need to know what your iTunes URL is. Your yes. iTunes URL. You've got to know that as well. You've got to have that. I mean, you don't have to have it memorized. No, of course not. You can't really. Unless but you could free. use bit.ly. Like mine's bit.ly uh, bit.ly forward slash like lady biz iTunes, I think. Yeah, and then we yeah. for she podcast is just shepodcast.com slash iTunes and we yeah. just use Pretty Link and, and mask yeah. that link Pretty because Link that- is a plug in and Bitly is a free service and any of those will allow you to know what you're so that when someone asks where's your you know, how can I listen? You can just r- rattle it off. It's easier yes. to just rattle it off. It's so much easier that way. And then you can yeah. absolutely use that for uh, for people to immediately, and especially that link you can put like on Twitter and on Facebook and things like that. Because especially if you put it on Twitter, it's the coolest thing because then if somebody taps on that link for your iTunes URL, it immediately pops up the podcast app and in your face is the subscribe button. And it's like the easiest thing ever. It's like... Oh my God, I mean, it's just right there. There's no friction whatsoever. But you do need to know what that is. And if you go into iTunes, it really is, there's a little thing, there's a little like drop down menu within your, in the iTunes page, wherever, when, when uh, you, you uh, submit your iTunes, I'm sorry, your podcast into iTunes, you will get a little letter that says, Hey, you have been, you know, allowed in. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a URL right there in your email. In your email, there's a URL right there. That's your iTunes URL. You don't even have to go into iTunes. You can look at that email. It's right there. But if you don't remember that, uh, if you look or you search for your own podcast in iTunes, there is a little thing where it says share, a little drop down. And when you tap that, it'll drop down and it'll say like at Facebook, Twitter, or copy link copy link when you tap on copy link that's what's going to send people to that specific page yeah in itunes so yeah yeah so that was that was like my biggest thing and uh yeah and so we talked about where you're sharing it because it depends on on what you need but rss feed people and itunes and get to know yourself because this is something that you could start, especially if you just started to podcast these are questions that you need to start to ask yourself too like what's your life like you know, would you, what are, are you going to be outsourcing? Is there something that you can do yourself? How much time it's going to take? All that fun, fun stuff for you. So, yeah. yeah. So I think you we did, did it, dude. I think we did we it that for 20 minutes. And, and we will, maybe we will have like a full on just discussion about women in podcasting, women in media and. Oh, um, so much to say. Whether or not. So much to oh say. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause yeah, uh, we're on it. So we might be able to do that next time. So. Right on. And and please, if you guys have anything to say or any feedback, you can uh, send us now feedback over at speakpipe.com slash she podcasts, one word all together. And if you just put that into the URL or or even if you're listening to this uh, via your iPhone or, or any other smartphone, if you look at our show notes within when you're listening there, there's a link right there. You can tap that puppy up and it'll take you to a, a page where you can directly 
record. So you can record right there from your phone. Uh, and if you have the SpeakPipe, and if you don't, you should definitely download it. It's a free app. The SpeakPipe uh, app that you can get, then it'll immediately open that up and you can super easily send feedback just with a tap of a button. And the quality of that feedback is really good. So if, somebody, yeah, if somebody's brave enough to do that, you could do that. Um, or you can email us over at feedback at shepodcast.com. Yay. Yeah. Yay. And thank you so much for listening. It's been lovely chatting with you. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad we got this done today. Yay. Yay. So, okay. Well, um, we will talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Bye-bye.